What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show, and happy Independence Day to every single one of you. Even if you're not an American, celebrate your independence. I mean, let's be honest, if you're listening to the show, you have some type of independence. Uh, Otherwise, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to be listening to something (laughs) on the internet because you're not allowed. So anyways... Independence, what is that? What, what, do we even know what we're celebrating half the time? You know, I, I, I only in the last few years really took the opportunity to celebrate what independence is. And if I may go to just a definition, what the fuck actually is defined as independence? And if you just go to dictionary.com, the amazing thing about the internet, you don't have to pull out a, a book and try and find it. Independence in uh, this definition is freedom from the control, influence, support, aid, or the like of others. And yeah, I'd, I'd say that's that's pretty close. I guess for me, independence is independence is being able to do it yourself for yourself and for others, but but doing it your way. But that that doesn't mean that you're given that. That doesn't mean that you're just, everyone is independent and that's how it is. No, independence is something you have to fight for. It's something you have to work for and work towards. You know, I feel like we all get really caught up in the idea that, you know, oh, we're free and this and that. But as Americans, that that's something... We, we need to get over it's freedom is something you have to fight for constantly you don't sit back and say oh great now we've got freedom no that, that's not that's not what it is freedom is something you need to want it's something that you're not gonna just get and and people will try and take it away from you people will try and you know uh put things in your way, but you need to fight for that. I mean, think about the reason we're celebrating Independence Day. They, the Americans at the time did that because they wanted to live the life that they wanted to. And they had to fight for it with blood in order to get it. You know, I mean, thank goodness we don't have to do that at the moment. But there, there could come a time where that's possible. But my point... <laughs> when I started this is for me, let's, let's start there. What, what does independence mean for me? It's actually everything. It all started when I started doing this podcast. Let's, let's go back to the beginning. When I started this podcast, I was looking for something. I didn't know what I was looking for. I was still in school, still had easily a year, almost two years left uh, working a job, not not doing what I thought I was going to be doing. Very lucky that I was doing research and development and, and doing some really awesome science, and that's what kind of kept me going. But I was missing something. I, I, I had kind of lost my way and was, you know, just, just doing what I thought I was supposed to do or what I guess it was the thing to do. You know, you know, you got to finish school and you got to... Um, go get an apartment and you got to go do this. But 
I wasn't happy. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do or what I needed to do. And for me, my whole life, whenever I do something that's unorthodox or something that's original, it seems to work out. Even though it's going to be difficult, it's going to be hard, and you're going to have to do everything, I feel satisfied there. And that's kind of where it started. It was trying to find my voice and trying to do something independent. And and that's how I did the whole thing with the podcast. I had to learn how to record it. I had to learn how to put together ideas and make them make sense in some way. I mean, I've gotten better at it, but I'm sure there's certain times sitting there being like, what the fuck is he talking about? But that's just a work in progress. And I'll I'll take the the, you know, irritation of like, what am I doing? You know, uh, oh man, like seriously, even every time I put out one of these shows, uh, it, it is a struggle kind of getting myself going because it's just, it's not easy, but it's easier than it was before, you know? And now as we left it from last week, uh, I'm taking another step forward in my independence and that's starting my own business. I mean, that's what AG3D is. AG3D printing is a service that I can offer you where I, I, like you guys have listened before, or if you're new, I have spent at least a year working on a 3D printer. I, uh, bought the kit, built it up myself, uh, learned how to work it, uh, got it to the point where I was actually tweaking and making the parts better, making the machine work better. And I learned so much on the way that I just kind of had this opportunity that I could jump into the cold, harsh, weird world of trying to do it yourself of, of, of being a business owner, of bringing something of value to people. And that's what I'm offering a 3d printing service where if you have anything you want to get printed, whether it's a school project, you know, if you need a prototype made, if you've got an idea and, and you want it to get made and, and bring it to reality, we can do that. If you have a business proposal, you know, uh, if you want to give whoever you're trying to sell, something physical they can hold in your hands. That's powerful. That is a powerful thing that goes over PowerPoints, that goes over, you know, oh, you know, oh, we could do this, we could do that. Here it is in front of you. Hold it. Feel the realness of it. You know, the 21st century, we have that ability out there. And it's, you know, I'm not the only one who's who's got a, who's starting a 3D printing service, 3D printing company. There are a lot of people who have found 3D printing, and the maker movement is part of that as well. You know, and we're a resource for everybody else. We've we've put the time in to learn. I put the time in to learn how to 3D print, and now I can offer it to you guys. And and that's kind of the idea. You'll we'll we'll learn more along the way here, but we're getting a website up that's coming up next week, and. Basically, you've got your own engineer at your disposal who's got 3D printers. 
you know, and we've talked about 3D printing for uh, quite a long time on the show. And it's really amazing all the different things you can do. I mean, from complex things to personal things to, I mean, you know, we've talked about the prosthetics market before. You know, it's no longer this, you know, uh, one one size has to fit all. You know, no, you, you, not only can you make it to your individual needs or individual shape, form, you can do it in your own cool way, and it becomes a, a piece of expression. That was never possible without 3D printing. You know, the medical advances that have been done with 3D printing are astounding. You know, there was a story of the man, I believe he had uh, cancer in his chest and had to get part of his rib cage removed. So, I mean, any time before this, that's, that's, a, that's a not a good thing to have. You know, you would probably get a... Um, a chess piece that was made, you know, through mass manufacturing. So it's like one size fits all. So it would be this awkward thing built in there. But they took an x-ray of his bones before and 3D printed a custom titanium rib cage that they could install. He's back to normal. Well, with a titanium rib cage, but his it's his it's his actual skeletal structure like that's the customization of that is so crazy and the fact that doctors can then bring that to a patient is amazing doctors are even using it to plan for surgeries they get a scan of wherever they're going to you know the scan of the actual person's body how their organs lie in their body and then they get to print them out and make the different parts and practice the surgery beforehand plan out how they're going to go about it so they're not just going in there and cutting freely that's that's extremely extremely valuable and is going to help us bring better medical science to people you know and then there's simply the fact that it's awesome it's fun you know the the amount of things that you can do are really endless it really just matters do you have an idea and can you bring it to the real world? And, and my answer is yes. But AG3D doesn't just stop there. You don't have to be a designer or find a model. We can also do laser scanning now. You know, not, not large parts, but essentially if you had a part, uh, let's just say something broke, it's an old part uh, and you've only got one left and it's something that you know, I've got a customer right now. It's something that they don't make anymore. You can't get it anywhere else. So, you know, a normal person can't just make a mold and start printing out plastic parts. You know, how, where where do you, how, what can you do? Well, with the 3D printing and the com combination of 3D scanning, you could take any part, scan it, and then you're ready to go. You can You can print as many as you want when you need them. You know, it, it, the, the doors are just open to the possibilities, and that's what we're going to bring online. You know, you can follow us on Instagram. That's right, we got an Instagram page for it, AG3D Printing. Just like that, one word, AG3D Printing. And I put up, uh, there's already a bunch of stuff up there. It's got my new printer, the XYZ Printing uh, DaVinci Pro 3-in-1. And three in one is because it's a 3D printer, a laser scanner, and a laser engraver. 
that can be attached later. So we can do a lot of shit now. And, you know, I know I've, I've been promising for ages now a bunch of 3D printing stuff. The Instagram account is going to have all of that. So you'll be able to see what 3D printing is like, what it looks like. I'm going to be doing videos where I'm going to be explaining things and how, what, what's going on, you know, and show you a whole print in, that you can just look on your phone. So you can be a part of this. You can learn 3D printing through this. And it's going to be fun as fuck. We're going to do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And this is where it gets really crazy. Down the road, this means that Today in Space now has its own manufacturing center, which means we can start doing some really crazy science here. I mean, if you think Today in Space is is just going to be something that's we talk about going to space, well, you'd be wrong because that's, that's in the plans down the road here. Not going to reveal what capacity or, or what we're going to do because we're still planning that. But I guarantee you, if you listen long enough, we will go to space. We will go to space. But where and how is this going to happen? It's going to happen because... I took the step to learn it myself, to be an independent member of science, to do it myself. Because what am I going to do? Am I going to wait until, you know, I find some idea to then have to make a deal with somebody else to then get the money in order to do it? And then I'm compromising my vision and and where I want to go, and this and that, and I got to listen to somebody else do it, and this and that, no. Everything that I've learned from being in school and having, having professors laugh at me, laugh at me, because I was taking lower-level classes as a senior, you know, freshman year stuff. I had a professor that laugh at me. Can you believe that shit? That's what drives down, down deep is doing it for myself, not having to tell, to have someone who's technically smarter than me tell me, ah, you know, you're not going to make it. Fuck that. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, it's going to take me a little bit longer and it's not going to be the easy way. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, hey, give me a job. You know, oh, that'd be awesome. Cool. I'm doing what I want to do right away. Nope doesn't work like that but if you're willing to put in the time to learn it yourself to do it yourself then your independence is there for you but only if you want it only if you want it you know and it's not just that either you could want it but you may not be able to get there because you're not ready. And then that's what this last year has been. This last six months really has been kind of ramping up for this because this is where I want to go with this. I, I want this to be uh, amazing and something that, that I can make a career out of. And the only way to do that is to do it by myself and, and have amazing people who are helping support me and, and get this, get me to this point. It's, it's amazing, but another big thing about that, too, 
is we've talked about it before time management you could want and want and want and want but if you don't have the skills to get this stuff done then it's not going to happen and so i i see independence as being this this next level as a human being it, it really is it's something you need to work towards and have the skills to do you know you can't just be independent overnight it takes time and it takes hard work but if you're willing to put in the time and the work you'll get there you'll you'll have it I guarantee you and you just keep getting better every day gain momentum move forward and you can do anything if you want to and it's going to be hard it's it's going to suck most days. You're going to be pulling your hair out like, why am I doing this? And you remember, because this is what you want your independence. You want to do it yourself. And if you're like me, you kind of want to tell those, those fucking assholes that laughed at you, fuck you. I am fucking great. I'm fucking American. I've got all the opportunity in the world. I'm the greatest country in the world. What am I going to do? Sit on my ass and do nothing? Fuck that. I'm going to do it my way. You should do it your way. Be independent and be great. All of us. Humanity should be fantastical and great and incredible. Enough of this run-of-the-mill shit. Be American and be great. Be fucking independent, people. Let's start the show. In space. In orbital news, we've got a launch coming up this following week, June 6th. We've got uh, the expedition, I believe it's 4849. Let me double check this. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, the links will be up on this week's episode as usual. So if you want to find out where you can view it, uh, any other information, it's all going to be there for you in the space links. Okay, so, June, uh, July 6th, did I say June? July 6th, uh, 9.36 p.m. That's uh, 7.36 a.m. Balkaner time on July 7th. Uh, the launch is happening from the Balkaner Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan. And this is Expedition 4849. I'm awesome. Okay, so it consists of astronaut Kate Rubens of NASA, Russian cosmonaut, excuse me for the pronunciation, Antonoli Anatoly. Oh my God! See, this is why I apologize beforehand. I apologize once again. Anatoly Ivanishin and Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency's astronaut Takuya Onishi. 
So the launch coverage starts 8.30 p.m., and they're going up there to do continued science above the orbiting apartment's laboratory called the ISS. Uh, They will specifically be working together with the Expedition 48 crew members to continue several hundred experiments in biology, biotechnology, physical science, and earth science that are already going uh, on on the orbiting space laboratory. So make sure to go check that out. Uh, all these launches, whenever they go to the ISS, they're very, very cool. Uh, the the Soyuz system is just, it it works, you know? It's got a, a, a experienced flight record. And uh, I can't wait to see where this mission uh, ends up going because Kate Rubens is a very, very interesting person. That's what we're going to get into here a little bit. Kate Rubens is an astronaut for NASA, and there's the great link. You can find it on, on the website. Five things to know about NASA astronaut Kate Rubens. Number one, she was picked from a pool of over 3,500 applicants that were in the they applied for a spot in the 2009 NASA astronaut training class. After she was selected, she spent years training at the Johnson Space Center uh, to become an astronaut, uh, learning things like the complex station systems, performing spacewalks, exercising in space, and tons of other things. Uh, and there, the astronauts are actually even being trained in virtual reality because they have a Oculus Rift type. Uh, device and they're actually trying to incorporate from what I had seen a little while ago. They're trying to incorporate this virtual reality to help control systems and 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 do training while sending the instructions on land up into space so that if if they want continued training, the astronauts can be training with virtual reality indicators telling them turn this knob you know because when they face the actual real area i'm guessing the software picks up okay this is where we okay that's that knob in this picture that i've memorized let me put a red circle around it and say turn to the right you know stuff like that so uh there's more and more of this virtual reality testing going on on the space station and uh, some of it's really really cool and uh, I'm assuming Kate Robbins will have more to do with that, uh, given that she was trained in it. Uh, number two, which really should be number one, uh, she has a degree in cancer biology. Uh, she earned her Bachelor of Science degree in molecular biology from the University of California, San Diego, in 1999. She also received a doctorate in cancer biology from Stanford, uh, the biochemistry department. And microbiology, oh, it's, it's a huge department at Stanford. I, I could read the whole thing. I might as well. Okay. The Stanford University Medical School Biochemistry Department and Microbiology and Immunology Department in 2005. And as the article says here, uh, in other words, she's extremely smart. Um, very true. You'd have to be to get that far. Uh, number three. Her research has benefited humanity. That's, a, that's quite a statement. Uh, Rubens has helped create therapies for Ebola and Lassa viruses by conducting research collaboratively with the U.S. Army. She's aided in the development of the first smallpox infection model with the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And 
it's just going to be like she so she's got lab experience she's she's doing all this incredible work to help us understand and and fight and develop aid for these crazy viruses ebola and lassa i'm not even sure if that's the right way to say it but um yeah she's doing all this crazy stuff in space in a laboratory and she's living there so it's just craziness uh, number four she's scheduled to be the first person to sequence dna in space again should be a lot higher on the list but if if we're going for a boom factor they definitely listed this the right way First person to sequence DNA in space, people. How much fucking more do you need? I mean, this is crazy. What if, what if DNA acts differently or, or sequences better? Maybe it sequences harder. Maybe it doesn't do anything at all. But if we find something, then that becomes a really, really crazy thought because... If DNA is somehow sequenced or sequences different in space, then development in space, development in zero gravity, is development, our development, has been tailored around our gravitational constant, our gravity. And this is a huge, huge, crazy thought nowhere near any science to back it up but but in my crazy fucked up mind i like to think that wow that means that development that the part of the factor of that equation of development of of a species has that one of one factor is gravity you know how much gravitational acceleration uh the the species has to endure and and be under stress with changes how it develops that's fucking crazy it's a really crazy crazy thing if it did lead to that so i just love it because i can just talk about crazy thoughts that i have about it and for all i know i'm correct at the moment (laughs) but no but it's really cool i mean sequencing dna in space i mean we just recently got really good at sequencing dna and now we're going to do it in space. Like, this is the kind of shit that I love what the private industry of space travel is doing. Trying to get more of this stuff to happen in space. Because we're going to find out more. The more we can learn about what microgravity has effects on all these different sciences. Opens up a whole plethora of field within their own respective sciences. It's, it's an infinite learning course if 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 science reacts and and our um we have benefits and disadvantages to weightlessness then that's going to be some some really amazing science that we're going to be able to do and the private industry is going to make it affordable because at the end of the day that's what fucking matters is how much money are we going to spend on this science not every science has a NASA. Not every science has, you know, AIDS research. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of sciences out there that don't have these, you know, in the news, people having interest in it, you know, all this stuff 
cancer research. But making it affordable means that the science can continue without the need of public, a large amount of public interest, you know, and they can happen without in their own way. However, they can afford to do their science, they will figure that out because it's affordable. It just opens up an infinite box of scientific information that we can fucking learn. And it's awesome. And Kate Rubens is one of the many, many human beings that does this on a regular basis. And it's very exciting. I'm very excited to see what Kate Rubens does on the ISS. There's been a lot of astronauts that I've learned of just through doing this show that have done a really great job of their online presence, what they, what they teach people while they're on board. You know, uh, there's, oh my God. I mean, Scott Kelly, obviously, uh, Chris Hadfield is another one. Um, Samantha Christopher Reddy. Uh, let's see. Terry Verts. Uh, let's see who else, who else? Well, Mikhail Konyenko, the other counterpart of the year in space. So, so many of them that, I mean, for me, like I'm, I'm going to remember those names forever. I, the, the, the things that they've taught and, and what I've learned from just the stuff that they're posting online is incredible. And it's there and it's available for those people who want to look for it. And they're doing a great job with it. That's, I think what's awesome is, is sci, uh, this space science is, is connecting with the media capabilities of today and it's happening at the same time that the industry is starting to hit this increase you know and you see with spacex any spacex broadcast you watch they are teaching you about what's happening on and they're they're giving it to you in a different way you know they're doing their own spacex version of how they bring the launch and all the information that they're already taking how do they show that to you and I, I don't know about you, but I, I thoroughly enjoy all of their launches because you learn something new. They they do something new every time, you know, and that's awesome. So all good things, man. We've got we've got so much stuff this summer. It's it's only started. It's only started. And all I have to say is get to know Kate Robbins. She seems like she's an awesome person. She's doing some incredible science. Can't fucking way kate kate rubens robbins i'm sorry kate rubens you're awesome godspeed and uh can't wait to see you up on the iss okay so to close out the episode uh before we all go on our way enjoy our weekends and hopefully some some stars after some fireworks here uh on that line Great news over in China. China's been really doing a lot of really great moves for just space and and the uni- like seeing the universe. And where I'm going with this is China opened up the first dark sky reserve for stargazing. So what that means is they're limiting the light pollution, making sure that there's this there's this spot uh, in the Tibetan prefecture of Nagari bordering Nepal and India. There's this area that's got really, let me see here. It's got 
high altitude and a large number of cloudless days throughout the year. And it's actually considered one of the best sites for astronomical observation on the Earth. And they actually took it upon themselves to make it a preservation, a uh, reservation. <laughs> it's, oh, it's an area of over 2,500 square kilometers. And they're aiming to limit light pollution for the protection of dark sky sites for educational and tourism development. Now, I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about just what I see is the effect of light pollution on people in general. You know, if, if you can't see a sky with stars and, and give yourself a sense of perception, of, of depth, of where you lie in the universe, then all you think is that this is it. The sky is darkness. There's a sun, but whatever, there's nothing out there, at least of interest. And uh, you just get closed-minded. And, and that humbling, that understanding that, whoa, this is a crazy reality we live. That we're on this spinning rock, zipping through the universe, going towards some thing called the Great Attractor, some incredible mass that we have no idea. But somehow we can just simply just like turn it off because we can't see the night sky. Imagine if every single person could see the night sky every day. The effect that would have on people's minds I think would be for the better. I mean, that's think about all the different religions and myths and gods that were told by the people of old when there was no light pollution. They didn't have electricity, so there's no light pollution. So every time the sun went down, this crazy story in the sky would just unravel itself, and it would change every night just a little bit. And then people started noting there were, noticing there were patterns, and they started making belief systems, and they started telling stories of, of life and how things work and, and what to avoid, what to shoot for. That is a, 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 was a huge development for mankind, seeing the sky. It helped them piece together their existence, why, why they're there, and, and I would argue made it more interesting. I mean, it seems like the further down this electronic road we go, the lower our heads go to the ground. Literally. I mean, think, think about it. If you're someone who uses their cell phone all the time, you're never looking up. And if you have nothing to look up to in the sky, then there's never any reason for you to look up and to dream and to believe that anything is possible the fact that we live in this crazy universe that you could you should be able to see on a daily basis that will make you believe in more things and i think now more than ever we need things like that so luckily i'm i'm making my way up north to uh much darker skies and uh, I'm going to report back. I'm going to report back what it did to me. What, what was I thinking about? I mean, you know, I've, I've done it a few times where I just went out and just stargazed. 
And most of the time, it's not about any crazy stuff or, you know, I mean, sometimes it is, but, you know, it's almost like it lets me work through other things. Work through things that have been rattling through my brain and and maybe, you know, maybe I've just been feeling off uh, about something and, and I, I have a chance to work through it. It's almost like it lets you unwind. Just understanding that scope, just uh, kind of letting you just think. It's a beautiful thing. So if you have an opportunity this weekend, give yourself 10 minutes and just look up at the stars and and let just let your mind go. It's it's a lot of it's it's great. It's amazing and it's something that we all should be doing on a daily basis. So find some dark sky, go out there, enjoy yourself, celebrate the fact that you live in the 21st century. Celebrate that, enjoy it. Spread love, spread science, spread humanity to everybody, okay? Have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week with more on space, more on 3D printing, and more incredibleness all right that's that's what it's about <laughs> all right everybody thank you for listening love all all of you thank you for tuning in we'll be back next week have a great time peace